This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. On a Saturday morning, this is AWOD Weekend Radio. I'm Adam Epstein. I hope everybody is up and at them and starting their day. Get yourself a nice cup of coffee. Get the juices flowing. Because we're talking about the Washington football team and their heated rivalry with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, if, if we're just talking of terms of colors, Washington destroys them. I mean, what are we talking about? The silver and blue? That's ugly. We got the burgundy and gold, baby, here in Washington, D.C. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You heard Ron Rivera saying they're not, not going to hold anything back because we play this team a couple weeks later. We're going to set the tone. Um, and so I think the biggest, here are my keys to victory, all right, for Washington against Dallas. And it starts with this, controlling the clock. I mean, it's pretty obvious in the last four games for Washington, when they've gone on this four-game win streak, we've had at least one, if not two, very long drives, 15 to 20 play drives where we've gone all the way down the field and scored a touchdown, if not uh, a late field goal to win it. And that's been the number one part of our victory, like bar none. The only reason Washington has gone on this four game win streak is because the offense has been so much better on third downs. Yeah, I give the defense a ton of credit, uh, but I think the reason the defense is playing better is because they're not exhausted from being on the field the entire first quarter of a game which happened earlier this season. And then the Cowboys, they've got the most productive offense in the league heading into Week 14. Dak Prescott and company, they're averaging 415 yards uh, per game on defenses. That's the most potent offense that Washington has faced since the beginning of this win streak when they faced Tampa and the Buccaneers. So you have to control the clock, limit Dallas's opportunities with the ball. You know, if they if they miss it on, miss on a third down with five minutes left in the half, that's it. They don't get the ball again before the end of the half because our offense is going to hold it and then kick a field goal at, at the buzzer there. That's a huge part of this key to victory. We have to limit Dallas's chances with the ball because, man, that, that offense can get up and down the field and score points. Number two, no turnovers. We need to value the ball at all times because I think in this game, Dallas will seize any chance to grab the momentum. Anything. I mean, whether whether it's a fumble on a kickoff or a Taylor Heineke interception or a fumble off of Antonio Gibson, hopefully that doesn't happen, knock on wood, Dallas will take any chance to grab momentum and use that to giving them a lead in this game that they won't look back from. Uh, Dallas is actually unbelievable uh, with creating turnovers this season. They're tied for the most interceptions in the league with 19, and that's because you got to keep the ball away from Trayvon Diggs, who leads the league with nine interceptions. They, uh, what's interesting is a lot of the reports are he's really bad at man-to-man defense. You know, he gets beat deep, he gets beat across the middle, but when you play him in a zone and you throw his way, he's a ball hawk. 
uh, and he's made incredible plays. And uh, as we saw at the end of uh, the Saints game, they just threw into his area, and he made a game game-winning play on the ball, and that ended up being the game-winning interception for the Dallas Cowboys. So we have to keep it away from Trayvon Diggs. And then my three third key to victory, no game-changing home run balls. In Week 13 against the New Orleans Saints, we saw the trio of Lamb, Gallup, and Cooper go off for 166 yards. But the biggest part of that game was the 50-yard run from Tony Pollard. That home run ball completely changed the game. The quick score that got, got Dallas the momentum again that they needed. Washington needs a solid outing from the secondary. We got to stop the run. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is not getting beat over top. Cam Curl, he's been one of the te- uh, team's highest graded players by pro football focus at the safety position. We need him to be a ball hawk if they're going to throw deep. We need him to deflect something or make a play on the ball and have an interception. If they're able to connect, it doesn't matter what part of the game it is. If they're able to connect on a Dak Prescott uh, 40 to 50 yard bomb, they're going to be just rock solid from then on because that's that's all they need. It's just a glimmer of hope, and then Dallas will use that uh, to seize the lead and take advantage of it for the rest of the game. 1-800-636-1067. Let's see what the phone lines are thinking about Dallas against Washington. The rivalry renewed here on The Fan. Let's go to Mike and Stafford. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Thanks for calling. Uh, you know, well, thanks. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this a lot all this week, and well, I'm from Nebraska, so this is the most excitement I've had in five years. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, D- Dallas is uh, a good team, and I think it's going to get down to, you know, not just Taylor Heineke, although it's very important how he plays. I mean, you know, Ron Rivera, uh, you know, Jack Del Rio, I mean, all the people that call us the uh, signals behind the scenes, and also defensive offensive lines, McLaren, uh, Thomas, Johnson. I mean, everybody's got to play well, and they can't make mistakes. I think it's going to get down to one thing that you mentioned, which is turnovers. I don't think Washington can take more than one turnover. And the biggest momentum killer of them all, penalties. You cannot have a lot of penalties, although yeah. I think uh, Dallas is up on top or, you know, on the bottom of, of uh, penalized teams. So I think that if Washington stays away, has two penalties for maybe 20, 20 yards or so, and we don't have the referees who are Dallas flag happy or, or Washington flag happy, we should uh, end up winning this by seven. Hey, that's a great call, Mike, and a really good point there about the penalties because those are drive killers. Uh, we saw it Thursday night and Thursday night football. We see it every week in the NFL. Winning offense starts with a first down holding call on a running play. Um, I wish I could tell you the exact percentage, but it feels like 10% of the time it results in a touchdown. Like when you go from first and 10 to a second and five and they call the flag there and it becomes a first and 20, it's so hard to get the first down there. It ruins all momentum for the offense. Uh, it, it changes the play calling. Uh, you know, it's so hard to move the sticks after a penalty. And so that's going to be huge for Washington here. Uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball, can't have pass interference penalty that keeps a, a drive alive. On a third down, you got to get off the field. Uh, that's so big. I'm not really uh, worried about like a holding on a uh, punt return or on a kickoff. That's not going to really decide the game. But man, if Washington gets off the field on a third down and then they're called for a roughing the passer on Dak Prescott because he, oh, he hurt my knee. Oh, ow, owie. Screw you, Dak Prescott. Get up, you man. That would be killer if they call that. Let's keep going here. Uh, I, I just can't mention Dak Prescott's name without getting pissed off. I hate the guy. 
Just because he's a cowboy, nothing else. All right, let's go to Jim in Spotsylvania. What's up, Jim? Hey, great to talk to you guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. I have a great, yeah. great show going, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm one of these old guys that go back to the 60s. So for me, you know, I'm hearing what you're saying, keys of the game. It's like Lombardi said, play every play because we're going to be sided by three or four, and you've nailed it. Uh, but my takeaway is this. We need Holcomb to do what he did last week. Mm-hmm. I've seen this for 30-plus years. Got to shut down the tight end. Can't have Schultz running over the middle because if that happens, curl pulls up, then they hit us deep. Yeah. The other cool thing is, we, and that'll, that'll allow our boys to then do something on, on Prescott. But, you know, if McKissick plays, God bless, I hope he does, because if not, we're going to need something like Patterson, something they weren't looking for. We're going we're gonna to need to have those moments. And, and like the coach said there, we can't hold anything back. I mean, yeah. we, we got to have that happen. But that's going to be the key to me is cover, shutting down that tight end because that, that isolates everything deep. Yeah, no, that's a great point because, uh, you know, in my lifetime, it was Jason Witten, right, who was killing us oh year God, after year yes. he kills with us. the Cowboys. Oh, my God, yes. and, and, the, and the biggest thing with stopping the tight end is I think he's going to get his catches. Like, there's, there's plays in the NFL – where you know you run a stretch play, play action, and the defense is moving all the wrong way. The tight end's going to be open for five yards. That's fine, but you have to bring him down as soon as he catches it. You can't let a guy like Dalton Schultz, uh, you know, make a first guy miss, stiff arm someone, and take it for fifteen or twenty yards uh, and really change the game. When you mentioned guys on Washington's offense that could be a game changer, I really want J.D. McKissick to play. He's the uh, Biggest game changer we've had all season, the way he's able to fit in and out of holes. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wendell Smallwood became a big part of the offense. It looked like last week he was close to breaking away for a 15- or 20-yard gain there. Uh, they just didn't have the timing with him and Heineke. Hopefully that's better this week. Spot on. That's yeah. what we need, man. Yeah. All right, Jim. Hey, man, let me, let me ask you this. As you get ready for this game tomorrow morning, what, what you, will you do to get – get yourself excited in the morning is it just chugging a beer how do you get excited for a big rivalry matchup against the dallas cowboys oh it's going to be an irish coffee (laughs) with a little bit of whiskey in it yeah and then it's going to be uh really watching some old play film of charlie taylor um i go back that age i remember when he was a halfback Mm -hmm. so yeah no I, i i that's what i'm looking forward to i'll put on some old videos and i will get pumped up and then it then it's called put the food spread out and you know let's let's just hog time. I'm, <laughs> I'm all I have a Dave Butt shirt. I'm into it. I love it, man. Jim, I'm thanks a- for the call, man. Appreciate you being a part of the AWOD Army uh, up in Spotsylvania there. So uh, here's my thing: is so I, I worked for the Washington football team for a few years um, right out of college, uh, part of their video department, and they have unbelievable file footage on the rivalry between the Cowboys and the Washington football team. I'll have to check their social media. I'm sure they put something out. Donald, I don't know if you saw it or anything uh, to kind of hype the fan base up. Uh, But, man, that was my favorite part of working for the team was the rivalries between Dallas and Washington and even the Eagles and, and the Giants there. There's just so much good footage from the 60s, from the 70s, from the 80s, and from the 90s. Um and so it's just so cool to re- relive some of that old footage and get yourself psyched up uh, for the rivalry renewed. Washington 
against Dallas. When I get back here, I'm going to switch things up. This is AWOD Weekend Radio on 106.7 The Fan until 10 a.m. If you miss any of the show, you can always rewind with the Odyssey app or check out the podcast by typing in overtime on any of your podcast feeds. Adam Epstein on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein at AWOD Radio on social media. And uh, my girl Sabah here is on the line, wants to, talk, to hype up Washington, Dallas, and give her thoughts on the game. Let's go right to her here on the hotline. What's up, Sabah? Hey there, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. I thought I called too late, so I appreciate you for uh, including me before you switch topics. I'm, I'm scared to death about this game, first of all. Scared to death. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was good luck when I called you last Saturday. So that's it. I got to call it. I got to call again. Maybe yeah. we'll win. So my key to victory is it's all of the line of scrimmage. Don't even worry about guarding the people on the end. You can't guard <laughs> all those guys for Dallas. We have to get to Dak. Dak can't hardly run anymore. I would bait him into running and put a good hit on him so we could see the backup. I would absolutely just go after Dak every play. Zero blitz. Um, uh, what go? Would, will you do those little exotic blitzes where you do the yeah. pick and rolls, whatever? You know, Don't just do straight up because I do think we can beat their offensive line. That's why we're going on the, on the offense. I would not run too much. I would do some play action, take some deep shots. You can do that, what they call slow go, where you pump fake, where, um, where's that, that guy, his digs, pump fake him and then go. Um, and I would, uh, look for Cam, um, Sims to be, uh, the replacement for Logan Thomas's throws. He's tall like Logan. He can catch those high balls that Taylor throws, uh, every once in a while. And, um, I'm looking. At a very nerve-wracking, very nerve-wracking, I don't even like to score, 23-19. Because I think we should score 28 a game long-term. But I guess we're just going to keep it this way. So I see 23-19, <laughs> Washington Redskins. And how much confidence do you have in Taylor Heineke if this comes down to the final drive of the game and Washington needs to put six on the board? 100%. He's the one guy I'm not worried about. I'm worried about him getting hurt. That's all I'm worried about. Protect him. You protect him. He will make it. Listen, we're winning these games not hiding Taylor Heineke. We're winning these games by highlighting Taylor Heineke. What he does on third and fourth down, what he does when it matters most. He already has four game-winning drives in his short career. 
We are not hiding him. We're actually putting him at risk by making him throw only on third downs, only on the key plays. Give him some easier throws when the defense isn't expecting it. That would be nice once in a while. But I'm telling you, he's the guy. The way you know he's the guy, it's not what he does for you. Think what your life will be without him. <laughs> That's how you know if he's the guy or not. Yeah, well, I, I certainly do trust him now. I'm a, I'm a Heineke backer now. You got me. Thanks, Sabah, for the call. Yep. Yep. 1-800-636-1067. Open lines, as always, during AWOD Weekend Radio. But I mentioned I wanted to switch things up here, do a little Netflix for you, because this is the time of year where I, I know I'm not the only one that will just say, you know what? I don't need to go out tonight. Let me just throw a pizza in the oven and sit down and watch some Netflix, some Hulu, some Amazon, maybe some Apple Plus. And uh, I got my producer, Donald, here, who I got to give him a lot of credit. He put me on to Squid Game, changed my life. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it, it really was the best series I've watched in, in the last few years. Uh, so much fun. And so I wanted to now return the favor and put you on to a show, and that's Lost in Space. All right? And okay. So, Season three is out now on Netflix, but you can catch up easily. I mean, it, I think it's like eight episodes a season. How long are the episodes? Like 30-ish minutes, no, hour? Before, 45 to 55. Okay. All right. Um, maybe the finale is over an hour. Uh, but it's intense, um, and it's one of those movies. So it's a, it's a show, but it kind of feels like every episode is a movie, right? And so it's the old school uh, I believe it was a TV show in the 60s or 70s, Meet the Robinsons, right? And so it's this family of Americans who go on an adventure outside of Earth. If something happens, they have to leave Earth. They are taking a, um, you know, a crazy space shuttle, a futuristic space shuttle, to the new Earth, which they call Alpha Centauri, all right? And so along the way, some craziness happens. There's a robot. There's aliens. Uh, but the coolest thing is that you have this family. It's all responded. It's all around this family, a mm-hmm. mother and a father with, um, uh, I believe it's three kids. Yeah, you have a, a boy and two girls, and every single character has their own storyline for each episode. There's a really good character development uh, with some crazy characters that aren't connected to the family that kind of become friends with them. And so the biggest the reason that I love this is so every single episode – there are three or four plot twists where you're going to be like, damn, I got to watch the next episode. I right. can't turn this off now. Right. Yeah. I, I love that where it's like you said, the character development where it forces you to have to like keep watching and keep binging. So, yeah. And, okay. and, and it's my type of show where it's it's dystopian, you know, like it, that too. It, right. It's like a sci fi based. We can't we got to leave Earth. Where are we going? Kind of uh, storyline. And I'm loving that. Um, I'm also watching Hawkeye on Disney Plus. Yeah, we were talking about that during the break, and maybe I'm not the only one who feels this way. I love Marvel, love it to death, but I always feel like with the amount of series and movies that are coming out, it's very hard to keep up. So I love it, and I really genuinely want to be caught up, but I just haven't gotten to that yet because it's just you know so much out there. They're cranking out a ton. I mean, I think it started with Loki. Right. Uh, They had WandaVision. WandaVision, yep. Um, they had the Winter Soldier, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so, and, and then they've had a few movies. I, I actually saw Shang Chi the other night. Right, I, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, they have the Eternals movie, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they they have a lot of stuff going on this year already. But so. I think the big movie that everyone's waiting for is the Spider Man uh, No Way Home. Of course, yeah, yeah, that looks really good. The trailers look awesome, so I'm definitely looking now, forward to that. Uh, Donald, who is your Spider Man? If you close your eyes and picture Spider Man, 
What does he look like? I, I, as soon as you answer that question or ask that question, I had an answer. It's Toby Maguire. Thank for me. you. Right. I feel like people in our age bracket, and if you're like late twenties, early thirties, something like that, Toby Maguire is that guy. And the main villain's got to be James Franco. A hundred percent. Got to be your best friend. hundred percent. Turns your back on you because you got into an argument with his dad. Might have killed him. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Uh, right. And um, well, the funny thing is, so. Andrew Garfield, I thought he was terrible. Like I, I actually thought the Amazing Spider-Man series was trash. I think Tom Holland is up there with Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I like Tom Holland a lot. I don't know if I can quite give him the crown yet, just because I'm a little biased. But I, I like him a lot. He's definitely up there. And Spider-Man, like I'm not the biggest comic book nerd, but Spider-Man's supposed to be like in high school, you know, in in middle school, a teenager kind right. of thing. And so that's why I kind of Tobey Maguire was like 35 when he filmed that movie, you know. <laughs> right, right. So it works out uh, really cool uh, with Tom Holland. And uh, I, I saw he's dating Zendaya, Zendaya now. Yeah, and she's in the movie. So I was wondering, like, did some on-set romance happen? Because, yeah, they, there's they a, are. There's a rumor that, like, every time she does a movie, she ends up hooking up with the main star. Like, she did a movie <laughs> with Timothy Chalamet. Right. Uh, uh, you know, I never noticed that trend. You're You're right. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something there. Uh, but it is kind of cool because it's like, hey, MJ, Mary Jane, and Spider-Man are together. Peter yeah, Parker. For real, yeah. It's the way it's supposed to be. Um, so those, that's what I'm watching. What are you watching? Yeah, um, one thing, and I, I'll get to it quick. I know I'll keep on my uh, foreign uh, films kind of for right now. Um, Money Heist is a really good one on Netflix. Uh, I believe it's a Spanish, like a Spain-originated uh, uh, series. But it's long story short, it's basically about... This group uh, who's trying to rob this bank and a lot of stuff goes wrong and there's a lot of twists and turns within the group. And similar to you, each character has like their own storyline. So very binge worthy. Um, and so there's been multiple seasons. So is that every season it's a different uh, bank they're robbing, basically? It's It centers around this one heist, but it go, it's it's very hard to explain in a short amount of time. There's, the story goes very, very deep. It's, Have you it's, seen um, like the bank job? Or the Italian job? I, yeah, I've seen Italian job. Is it kind of yeah. like that, or is it more uh, like... It's more of a... Like the town. It's not a casino, but it kind of gives me an Ocean's Eleven kind of feel, but it's not a casino, it's a bank. Oh. But it's like the same idea of like a group coming yeah. together trying to handle this. You yeah. mentioned Danny Ocean. That gets me <laughs> size, man. I'm all in for that. I'm also watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, another fun season there of Larry David, uh, and then Survivor. I have to mention Survivor. My guy, my co-host of Bit Season, Matt Valdez, watches Survivor as well. It's been a really good season. And next week is the finale. Nice. Um, So I I wish I could do a watch party for that. Because Survivor's so much fun when you're watching with a group of people. Yeah, and I'm also, in terms of like those reality-type shows, I love Amazing Race, too. I don't know if you're an Amazing Race guy. I haven't watched it in a while, but I used to have a bit with my parents where I'd be like, it's a detour. The exactly. choice between two frozen tasks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think a new season's supposed to come out next year, so personally, I'm looking forward You're to that. looking forward to yeah. Would you ever compete in one of those shows? I thought about it. I, I would for the story, I feel like. Even if I didn't win or whatever, I would for the story. So, for a while, I thought I always wanted to be on Survivor. I thought I could be good at it. Now, I just want to host the show. Jeff Probst, <laughs> when you retire, come looking for me. Look Adam Epstein, up. here on 106.7 The Fan. When I get back, I'll be joined by Chase Hughes, and we'll talk Washington Wizards on The Fan. Welcome, 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 members of the AWOD Army. Thanks for joining me on a Saturday morning, December 11th. 
This is AWOD Weekend Radio. I'm Adam Epstein and talking Wizards right now on the hotline with my guy, NBC Sports Washington beat reporter Chase Hughes. What up, Chase? Good morning. Uh, I consider myself part of the AWOD Army, by the way. I love it, man. And just to continue the conversation from last segment, is there anything that you're watching on TV, on Netflix, on Hulu, any of those there that you uh, want to promote to the AWOD Army that we should uh, watch? Well, it's probably of no surprise because it's become so popular, but uh, I've been watching Succession. I caught up last night, saw the most recent episode. Do you by chance watch that show? You know, I started it, but I don't know why. It kind of got boring to me. I'm, I I didn't like the family drama of it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of go back and forth. I'm conflicted, but the writing is so good, I stuck with it. And uh, I would just say the most recent episode is absolutely hilarious. We, there's obviously, I can't really say it on the radio, but you know, sometimes... Guys take pictures and send them to girls. Yeah. Well, there was a hilarious incident of one of those going to the wrong person. <laughs> all right, man. I'll check it out, man. I, 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 I trust in you, Chase. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's get into it here. Washington Wizards bounce back with that Kuzma game winner. Uh, what was your reaction to that? What was your kind of uh, thoughts on that game? I felt like it, it didn't need to be that close, but uh, you know what? Game winning shot. It gave us some momentum. Yeah, I think the Wizards had to start somewhere, right? And they were playing uh, legitimately one of the worst teams in the league, a team that had lost nine straight games, and they went down 12 points. Uh, they had to come back. Uh, they allowed a 16-3 to run at the end of regulation to force overtime, uh, but they ended up getting the win, and I think it's you know just one win that maybe they can build off of. Um, I thought it was a really cool story, Kyle Kuzma hitting that shot. You know, After the game, he said it was right up there probably next to winning a championship among the best moments in his career because he's from Michigan. Uh, he grew up a Pistons fan. His uh, mom was in attendance, and he was able to hit a game winner uh, back in his home state. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, but certainly the Wizards got away with one. Um, I think Daniel Gafford was a big reason why they won. You know, he went out with an injury in the second quarter, and at halftime the players on the team were told that he wasn't going to return. And then just a couple minutes into the third quarter, he came back and he had three blocks in less than six minutes in the third quarter alone and five blocks after returning. He was playing hurt. So that was a really uh, impressive performance. And now the Wizards you know, have to move forward. They're home tonight against the Jazz, and their schedule's going to get a lot tougher from here. Yeah, and you know what, Chase? I'm actually going to give Daniel Gafford a tremendous amount of credit for Kyle Kuzma's game-winning shot. Because of the way that that play turned out, Getting the ball into to him in the paint and, and forcing a couple guys to crash on him was the perfect recipe. And then he was able to kick it out and the quick swing to the corner for Kuzma. Um, and Kuzma's actually, I feel like he's hit a couple uh, late-game three-pointers that have been huge for Washington this season. It feels like with Bradley Beal's kind of struggles late in the fourth quarter, Kuzma's almost been our closer. It's not like he's creating his own shot, but you get him spotted up for three, it's almost always going in, it seems like. Yeah, he hit a bunch of big threes against the Cavaliers earlier this season in Cleveland. Uh, I think he had three threes in the final five minutes and 40 seconds. And if you look at his clutch numbers, uh, you know, the percentages go up. It's the final five minutes of regulation and overtime when the game is within five points. He shoots 46% from three. So you, you kind of need to look for him at the end of games. Yeah. Uh, but what's funny is there's been a common uh, denominator in a lot of these clutch shots that he's hit in that they've been preceded by uh, fans talking trash. Remember that <laughs> incident in Cleveland where the fans had a sign that said, 
LeBron's the only reason why Kuzma has a ring. And he told them, <laughs> yeah, LeBron's the only reason you have a ring. And then in Detroit, you know, he just got fined yesterday $15,000 because after he hit a three in that same corner, uh, he turned around and flicked off a fan. Uh, and then after the game, uh, you know, he had, I asked him because he had kind of cupped his ear after another shot that he made in the fourth quarter. And he was talking about how fans are always talking trash. So, um, you know, when they're on the road and, and fans are giving it to them, that turns into good things for the Wizards. Yeah, it's been um, it's been a solid season so far. Uh, one thing that's kind of irks me is so the season started off and as uh, as the I'm, I dubbed him on my show Spencer starting point guard Spencer Dinwadi. All right, had a <laughs> tremendous start to the season. It was like man, he's starting off hot. He's hitting a he hit a clutch three pointer in one of the first games uh, to get us a win. Um, you know, a step back three, top of the arc three. He was getting to the paint. He had really good assist numbers. Now, if you look on Wizards Twitter, he's the one that's getting destroyed the most out of anyone, and the fans are really reactionary. He's coming off of an ACL injury. What do you make about the up-and-down play from Spencer Dinwadi, and when he gets to his peak, what kind of numbers are you expecting from him, uh, points per game kind of? Yeah, he hasn't been the same player lately. It's kind of like the Wizards have gone as him and Montrez Harrell have gone. You know, yeah. both those guys were so good to begin the season. The Wizards started out 10-3. and three. And now they've lost 8 of 13 as both of those guys have struggled. And when it comes to Dinwiddie, I think it's a reminder, as you mentioned, that he is coming off a pretty serious injury. He has said himself that, you know, year two is usually when guys are completely 100% back up to speed. Um, It's just kind of an unusual trajectory for him where he was so good to start, and now he's kind of taking his lumps. Um, He's not getting to the rim. He's not being as aggressive as he usually uh, is when he's at his best. Um, You know, he's not driving to the rim nearly as often. Um, you know, there was a game recently at home where he didn't attempt a field goal until the fourth quarter. I think it was like he had been on the floor for like 13 minutes and didn't even take a shot. Mm-hmm. So I think there's been some adjustment uh, for him, you know, coming off the injury and then also learning how to play with Bradley Beal, who is a high usage player, um, you know, and learning how to, I think, adjust to a bit of a new role with the Wizards. You know, he wasn't really kind of a set everyone up type of point guard in Brooklyn. Um, and Wes Unsell Jr. admitted as much recently in, in a different context. I asked him, you know, why is Spencer Dinwiddie not getting to the free throw line as often as he did two years ago when, when he was with the Brooklyn Nets and scored 20 points a game? He was getting to the line about seven times a game. Now it's about two or three times a game. And he said, well, he wasn't playing point guard back then. So I think the Wizards have to find a good balance between, you know, him being the distributor and him getting to the rim and looking for his own shot because uh, early on in the season was working. They just kind of need to get back to that. Yeah, I, I want to dive into that further because that's kind of the talk that everyone's kind of saying is that Washington needs a pure point guard. But I, I don't get it. I feel like that's – I put more of that on the team ball movement. Everyone needs to be involved because really when you look around the league, how many true point guards are left? Every point guard's a scoring point guard now, it seems like, with you know Steph Curry uh, you know, and such moving forward. Now it's, it seems like every point guard's got to be able to hit the three, got to be able to score 20 points. Um, and so I kind of look at it like the team ball movement has uh, regressed in the last few games here where it's slowed down at times. It's more guys going one-on-one rather than drive and dish and, and make the extra pass. So I would actually put more on the team. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on that because I, I think with Spencer Dinwiddie also, a big part of it is he's not playing the second night of back-to-backs, and so it's hard for him to really get some momentum going. Yeah, well, one thing I would say is that, you know, part of their problem shooting threes this year 
Um, one thing is a lot of guys just aren't shooting to their career numbers, but they're also not creating very many wide open threes. Yeah. Um, if, if you look at sort of the tracking numbers, they're creating, you know, it's something like nine or 10 fewer wide open threes than the top teams in the league, like the Milwaukee Bucks. And even making that problem even worse is that they're not making their wide open threes. So um, there has been a problem with creating wide open shots. You know, you might be right that just simple ball movement is the way to go, sharing the ball. Um, but I don't know if Spencer Dinwiddie needs to be more of like, a, um, you know, a, a, that type of point guard. You know, maybe it could come from Aaron Holiday or Hollow Neto. Or maybe, uh, you know, we saw Denny Avdia play a little bit of point guard. Maybe it could come from him. Um, but certainly it, it would be good to have more ball movement one way or the other. Um, you know, I, I do think, you know, looking ahead to the trade deadline, which is two months from now, you know, maybe that's something that they can target. Uh, you know, obviously three-point shooting has been a problem, but maybe it's someone who can, you know, push the pace or something like that. I mean, is um, there, I is there anyone be... in mind? Because I kind of feel like the the answer might be, and I hate to say this, what Scott Brooks did, which was get Howell Neto into the starting lineup and run like a three-guard lineup. Do you expect any changes with the, with the lineups or the rotations? Um, well, I think the move at this point would probably be to put De- Denny Avdia in the starting lineup. Uh, he's been uh, arguably their best defender this year. You know, he's got their best defensive rating. Uh, he's been a really good isolation defender. And offensively, you know, he's starting to show some signs. So I think yeah. if anyone on the bench has, like, you know, done enough to earn a promotion, he would be the guy. Uh, you know, Montrose Harrell, obviously, earlier in the season, you could maybe advocate for him going to the starting lineup, but he's been struggling lately. So maybe you don't want to put him in a higher leverage situation. Or maybe just changing the scenery for him would help. But I think the move would probably be to put Spencer Denwitty in the starting lineup because you know, they want to get better than they have been defensively, and you're not going to have a drop-off from there if you put him in there for, for you know, KCP or Kuzma, who are both good defenders. Um, and then, you know, maybe it would just change things up a little bit. You know, if you had Kuzma in the second unit, for instance, uh, that would add some shooting. Yeah. Uh, KCP in the second unit, he's been shooting pretty well. So that would probably be the change I think you'd make. Yeah, you know, there's some up and downs with that because also you could say that KCP and Kuzma are guys that you know, really need a superstar around them to uh, create and then dish to them for open jump shots. But you're right. I think Kuzma could be kind of interesting uh, with the second unit. And I do agree that Denny has gotten better and better uh, throughout this season. Uh, Let me ask you this, Chase. Um, And you can follow Chase on Twitter at ChaseHughesNBCS. Chase, you're around the locker room, the players, and, uh, you know, getting access to them and interviews after the game, press conferences and all that stuff. Is there the same type of energy in the building in Capital One Arena and with the players as there was in the first ten games of the season when we were off that seven and three hot start? Well, I would say there has been a pretty big difference, and that is that Montrezl Harrell hasn't been the same guy. I think he hasn't been the same guy on the court, and you can just kind of tell he's he's not as vocal as he was early in the season. Um, I think they need to try to find a way to get back to that Montrezl Harrell because he was. Uh, I don't think it was, uh, you know, a, a stretch to say he was their best player for the first quarter of the season. I mean, he was their most consistent player. Uh, he was scoring efficiently. And, uh, you know, he was legitimately an MVP candidate if you looked at their start and how important he was to it. So I, I think he, he's such a driving force of the energy and the tone in the locker room that I will say that, that that's kind of changed. And now he's kind of sent out some cryptic tweets that obviously everyone's trying to decipher and he's kind of joked about. Um, but I would also say that I think there's been some positivity around Rui Hachimura being, uh, you know, kind of re- reacclimated. 
Um, it sounds like he's going to take some steps in his uh, road back this week. And, you know, going into the conversation about what changes you can make or, you know, even looking ahead to the trade deadline, I think it needs to be kept in mind that, you know, Rui is coming back fairly soon. Uh, he's a, a good offensive player. He does a lot of things that they need. Um, and I think there's a chance that he comes back better than he was before. You know, he played in the Olympics. Uh, I think that was a, a big step in his maturation. And you've seen some guys in his draft class in year three make some leaps this year, like Tyler Hero and Keldon Johnson. And I think Rui Hachimura has a good chance to not only come back fairly soon, but come back better than he was. Awesome. Great stuff as always, Chase. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Yep. That's Chase Hughes. Follow him on Twitter at Chase Hughes, NBCS, Wizards, and NBA for NBC Sports Washington. Let's continue this Washington Wizards talk. Take some phone calls. 1-800-636-1067. Can anyone decipher the cryptic tweets from Montrez Harrell? Can Washington finish out December 5-5 and and kind of keep themselves in the mix uh, of the playoff seedings? It's a tough road trip coming up. I'll preview that next here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. Hope everybody is up and at them, starting their day, listening to AWOD Weekend Radio. I'm Adam Epstein, at AWOD Radio on social media. Shout out to my guy Dougie Fresh, who's listening to the show on his way uh, to Atlantic City. And we're talking about the Washington Wizards, who had a hot start to the season. Uh, a lot has been made about the record since Kyle Kuzma wore that wild uh, pink onesie, I guess you would call it. Uh, I mean, he, he kind of looked like, uh, what's that music video with Kanye West? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I do. Uh, where where there's like the big like shoulders. Yeah. I can't think of the video, but I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's probably an inappropriate song. <laughs> That's why <laughs> we can't think of it. Uh, so in their last 10, Washington's just four and six, uh, but they are coming off of a, a win where Kyle Kuzma hit a game winner. And so now looking ahead, the next 10 games, as I was talking about with Chase Hughes, 
are so tough. It starts tonight, 7 o'clock, at home against the Utah Jazz, and you really need that one, or at least to continue your momentum, because then you go on the road to face the Denver Nuggets. Uh, A couple years ago, they were in the Western Conference Finals. They're a very strong team. They are injured this season, uh, but still a team not to take lightly, and especially in Denver. Then you face the Sacramento Kings. They got some nice young pieces there. It's not an easy one. Then you face off against the Western Conference champions, the Phoenix Suns. And uh, they were on a 15-game win streak earlier this season. That team uh, is still just as good as they were last year. They're all playing for DeAndre Ayton to make sure he gets the bag at the end of the season. And then you can the road trip continues to Utah. So you face the Utah Jazz at home. Then you see them on the road sometime next week. Uh, that's a tough one at Brooklyn. And then a doubleheader because you play the Knicks in New York the next night. I mean, how how tough is this schedule? Then it returns home to face the Sixers. Not an easy matchup. Go on the road to Miami and then finish off December on the 30th against the Cavs. That's why, I mean, that's a nightmare 10 games. That's why I would say 5-5. Five and five, Thank you know, thank goodness if that happens. Yeah, that's definitely a, a tough road for sure. Um, listening to Chase a little bit, kind of wanted to get, you know, a question for you that I have yeah. been kind of floating around and hearing about. The Pacers are pretty much, it seems like they're tanking this year, but there's been a lot of talks about, you know, Miles Turner and Sabonis, some of their big guys. And I'm listening to Chase, you know, with our struggles with our big man. Should we start Montrez? He's, you know, having cryptic tweets, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the Wizards should go for a Miles Turner or Sabonis or something like that? I think you look at that and you say, we have our own version of that, hopefully coming back from injury in Thomas Bryant. If Indian, if the Pacers are making changes, the guy I would target on their team is Karis LeVert. Uh, or, I mean, even Malcolm Brogdon. I don't yeah. think he's he's on a big contract. I don't think they would move him. But that's the kind like we need more scores. Uh, I keep saying this. It seems like I, it's a broken record because I say this every week. You look at the Wizards' record. They win games where somebody else besides Bradley Beal also scores twenty points. It's it's like obvious, you know, or. Or Kuzma has 19 or 7. You know, they need they need a second score every single night. Uh, that's something they struggle with because it has been KCP. It's been Denny once or twice. It's usually Spencer Dinwiddie. It's been Montrez Harrell a few games. When all those guys struggle and we're not getting bench production, we're not hitting our three-pointers, we end up losing those games. And really, we lose them by a lot, you know. Uh, but the really, the biggest thing that worries me about the Wizards is, is the first quarters of games. Yeah. Like what's going on right now? At yeah. the start of the season, uh, that was like our hot start. You know, that was it. We were we were going ahead on guys scoring forty point first quarters and holding them to twenty. Uh, going up thirty five to twenty five in the first quarter. Now it feels like all of a sudden the, the other team's on a ten zero run and we're still in single digits. Yeah, we're always seeming to play catch up as of late and. I know we pulled out the win against Detroit, but I mean, for me to go to overtime against one of the worst teams in the league, I know we got the win, but it's like, to your point, we need to start off stronger. Yeah. I mean, I will say Cade Cunningham has been playing better and he was clutch for them at the end of the game. Yeah. And if you look at like the spread uh, of games and you're a gambler, uh, Detroit has kept it close for a lot of games this season. Uh, The guy that got Isaiah Stewart, I think is his name. The guy that got into a fight with LeBron. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's energetic. Yeah, and for sure. uh, he's like their version of Montrez Harrell, and uh, he's a, he's a game changer. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about the Montrez Harrell cryptic tweets? I don't really make that much about it. About you know, I think uh, 
we didn't expect him to be this productive at the beginning of the season, so it's kind of been nice, but it's it hasn't been necessary, I don't think. I think we were more expecting those kind of games from Daniel Gafford. Right. So, right. It, you know, if those guys can be a two-headed monster where no matter who's on the floor, you're blocking shots, you're getting offensive rebounds, that's where I think the Wizards would be at their best. But, um, I mean, I, I look at the standings and I'm like, man, we're actually in a good position, but it could get bad real quick. Uh, because at 15 and 11, we're tied with the we're tied with the Heat. The Cavs are right behind us. They played well. They beat us the other night. They're 15 and 12. Uh, 14 and 12 are the Sixers, um, and they're kind of on a down streak here, a downward trend. And the Charlotte Hornets, who beat us earlier this season, they're 15 and 13. So you look at that. There's four teams with 15 wins. We could be the nine seed by the end of the December if things don't go right. You know. Um, and and nobody's catching the Brooklyn Nets, and it seems like nobody's catching the Chicago Bulls either. And Milwaukee's going to end up being in the top three by the end of the season. So I think if you're Washington, if you're a fan of the Wizards, you're looking for that four, five, six range, and that would be good for us. You know, like if we can get a home playoff game, that'd be perfect. You know, to start things up. So uh, when I return here, I'm going to go back to talking about the Washington football team and their rivalry with the Dallas Cowboys. Pete Haley of NBC Sports Washington. Join me next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 